March 6th. All right, finish, yeah, finishing right. up James. Uh, we did the first six verses last week. This is uh, the, the rest of chapter 5, so verses 7 through 20. We'll break this up a little bit. Uh, verses 7 through 11. Uh, if you read through that, it says, Be patient. Uh, remember that the coming of the Lord is at hand. Do not grumble against each other. Um, and then verse 11, we count blessed everyone who endures. The synopsis here, uh, Christians must remain steadfast to be ready for the second coming of Jesus. When we are treated badly because we are Christians, we shouldn't complain about that. And, and even beyond that, we shouldn't blame others for what has happened to us. Or, even more so, we shouldn't let our frustrations about difficult circumstances make us impatient, which leads to becoming agitated with each other and then talking bad about each other. And then, uh, at the end of that, verse 11 uh, gives the example of Job. And I think I mentioned that a couple weeks ago. Go, go read the book of Job in the Old Testament. Um, uh, quickly, the, the story there is, is, is he had several children and they were successful and he was successful and he had a lot of uh, successful farmland and animals and, and uh, Satan was allowed to test him um, and all of his children died and, and uh, lost all of his animals and his cropland and then later he got sick and had a disease and all through this test, um, Job never let that allow him to sin. Um, he did. He did complain to God, considering the false accusations he was receiving and the injustice of what he was receiving. But he never allowed uh, himself uh, to fall into sin. He never lost faith, and there's that's the point. Because keep in mind, the whole, the whole book of James has been about perseverance and endurance. I'm trying to decide if that's my son. It's yours? No, I don't mind. It's my nephew. Oh. Uh, and, then, and then you can look over at Hebrews 13, 5 and 6. Um, basically, it says there that God will never forsake His children. The, the Lord will bless us who remain steadfast just as he blessed Job. At the, at the end of all things, Job was, was blessed. And then that's, that's where he, uh, James culminates to in verse 11. We count as blessed, I should say those, those who have persevered. And then, and then the other point that that section of verses makes is this, that, the pre, that the perseverance the endurance, the always remaining faithful is important because we don't know when Jesus is coming back. Any thoughts on that part?
Verse 12 is one that gets a lot of attention. It says, Above all, my brothers and sisters, do not swear, not by heaven or by earth or by anything else. All you need to say is a simple yes or no. Otherwise, you'll be condemned. Some versions say, say let your yeses be yes and your noes be no. Uh, the basic meaning there is to always speak the truth, to be known to always speak the truth, to always speak with honor. And that's not referring to uh, swearing an oath if you are in court. That's, that's When you look at the context, and Jesus talks about uh, not swearing in, in, in Matthew, um, but the, the context there is, is that the Jews swore a lot. They swore by, uh, let's see, it says they swore by, where did I put it, by heaven, by earth, by the temple. They swore by Jerusalem. But the thing there is, at that time, it was known that unless you swore to God, you weren't bound, you, were, you weren't going to be held by it. They'd swear by Jerusalem, but it wasn't gospel truth, so to speak. They'd swear by all these things, but then, then when it come down to it, it really didn't. Their yeses weren't always yeses, and their noes weren't always noes. So that's the context that they're referring to there. Let, let your yes be yes. Let, let it be known that when you say something, everybody considers that it's going to be truth coming from you. So if you ever have to go to court and they ask you to swear to tell the truth and hold truth and nothing but the truth, it, it's okay to do that. That's not what it's talking about. I think we would get in trouble if we said, I'm sorry, I can't swear. Well, you know, I thought about that. Uh, uh, there's, I feel like I've heard at some point in time of some kind of story like people saying, I, I, that's against my, you know, convictions to, to do that. Uh, I, I'm, I'm sure... I'll have to ask my attorney friends, uh, you know, what does the judicial system have as a backup plan? <laughs> I'm curious to know. Where's Logan when we need him? <laughs> that was a movie. She said that was a movie. <laughs> You know, I've seen, uh, not saying, I'm not voicing my opinion about this. I'm just simply saying I have seen where somebody that doesn't uh, uh, follow the Bible is allowed to use another text uh, to swear by or, or, or lay their hand on or whatever for different scenarios. So. That's my problem. But. So the entire, I've got a note here. So the entire book of James has been spent discussing perseverance and endurance. That no matter what life brings us, knowing that God doesn't abandon us, but allows us to be tested so that we grow in hope and faith. We started off James 1, 2, and 3. It says, you know, whatever tribulations come your way, be joyful in them. And a few verses later, but if you don't understand this, ask God. 
I can't go more than a week or two without quoting Romans 5, 1 through 5. Rejoice in your sufferings, knowing that your suffering produces perseverance, your perseverance produces character, and character produces hope. And the hope that has been poured out to us doesn't disappoint. So now, now look at verse 13 and 14 in chapter 5. James lists some people there. He says, is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing psalms. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him. Aren't we all in one of those three groups? All of us at any given time are either happy, sad, or sick. That's essentially what those groups are. He says joyful, in trouble, or sick. Same thing in my mind. So what I take out of that is pray all the time. Pray all the time. We're told that. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16, and 18. Rejoice always. Pray continuously. I think some versions say pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances. Notice that says all circumstances. James started off in chapter 1 saying rejoice in your struggles. I just thought of Romans chapter 8 and verse 28. And we know, this is Romans 8, 28. And we know that all things, not some things, not good things, we know that all things work together for good to those who love God. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Verse 15. Prayers are answered when asked in faith. We talked about that. I'm going through these fast, but he's, he's, he's summarizing what he said for the past four chapters. Prayers are answered when asked in faith. Verse 15 says, And the prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise him up. He started off in chapter 1 saying, anybody who asks but doesn't think he's going to receive is like the tides that come and go and the waves that toss back and forth. When you pray, we've talked about this before, when you pray and you ask God, the point is that you believe, number one, that he hears you, and number two, that you're going to receive it. Verse 16, confess your sins to each other. Basically, help each other out. If, if, the, if the main topic of the entire book of James has been endurance and perseverance, the secondary topic is persevering and enduring by helping each other who needs help. And then 
verse 16 finishes saying that the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. So if you're struggling or, or you have if you have some sins that's bearing on your mind, he's saying confess these to each other so that you get some strength from each other. That's the whole point here. You get strength and help from each other. And then also when you confess what is on your mind to somebody else who you consider or who God would consider righteous and that person prays for you, He's saying the prayer of a righteous person is effective and powerful. Then he gives an example. Verses 17 and 18. Notice what he says in verse 17. He says, Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. What do you think he means by that? I missed that question. Verse 17 says, Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. We're sinful people. I think the point he's making there is he struggled just like we do. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain. And look at what he said, says next. And it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. Huh. You know, we're told, I always, when I always heard that if you have faith of a mustard seed, you could move mountains, I always thought that was like a metaphor. I think you literally can move a mountain. Well, God can do it if you're putting your faith in God. It says, Elijah prayed that it wouldn't rain, and it didn't rain for three and a half years. And then he prayed again that it would rain, and the heavens gave rain. That's that he's given the example of the power of prayer there. And then he finishes the book in 19 and 20 saying, if anyone among you wanders from the truth and somebody turns him back, again, this is the culmination of five chapters of endurance, perseverance, and helping each other through hard times. If anybody wanders from the truth, and somebody turns them back. Know that the one who turns a sinner from the error of his ways will save their soul from death and cover a multitude of sins. So there's, there's, I listed four things we can take from those two verses. Number one, we can be in the truth and wander away from it. Number two, we can come back. Number three, we should help each other come back. And number four, how blessed we will be when we help that person come back. What we think. Perseverance, because we all are going to go through hard times, knowing that God hears our prayers and answers them. 
helping each other out through those hard times. Asking for help. Whether it be from each other or from God or both. I know help is full, but it's a, it's a good thing. Help is work. Sometimes it's sometimes sometimes it's inconvenient for us to help. It's inconvenient. We we talked about that a couple of weeks ago. You know how inconvenient it is to pull over and help somebody with a flat tire, right? It it what does it benefit us to do that? Well, nothing. And that's the whole point. That's the whole point of being Christ-like. Sometimes I've thought, what did it benefit Christ himself, the man? What did he get out of hanging on the cross, of dying for everybody that ever lived was living at the time and ever did live. What was in it for him? And the best to my knowledge, the answer, other than completing God's will, which is the uh, which is the point of for all of us, other than completing God's will, he didn't get anything out of it. Not a thing. The most selfless act in history was Jesus Christ hanging on the cross. What you just said, I don't know if everybody heard you, you said nothing good. Nothing good for him, personally. They caused a lot of suffering for him. And for those that were right there with him and cared for him and knew what was going on. But he was willing to put God's will above his own. And that's the whole point. And God's will, when it comes down to it, is love your neighbor. As yourself. As yourself. That's right. And Jesus took that to a whole new level of loving his neighbors that were around him, loving the ones that had lived before he lived, and loving the ones that would live after him. It says, even while we were sinners, he died for us. That's the whole point. It's helping each other. What about helping... Getting through the hard, it's okay, you're okay. Getting through the hard times is what I was going to say. That finishes James. Any thoughts on chapter 5 or anything in general? Um, Ha, 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 ha.
<laughs> well, um, sometimes that's the point. Sometimes I think if I'm not having my feelings hurt, then I ain't listening. I, I help my boyfriend, and I know he's, he is a Christian, but um, he just have faith and have 